You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. Welcome to Easter Online from Calvary Church. We're so blessed to have you with us. You know, if you would have told me a year ago the hottest commodity on the market right now would be toilet paper, I would have said you were absolutely crazy. But here we are. Toilet paper of all things is a highly desired product right now. In fact, I want to illustrate something. Heidi, Heidi, do you have any toilet paper? You want some toilet paper? Yeah, is that possible? All right, here you go. Here's my gold. Thank you very much. Uh, On this special, unique Easter, I want to take a few minutes to talk to you about toilet paper and Jesus. Great combination, right? In the Old Testament, there is this story of a young man named Joseph. Joseph's story is, is, is a unique one because he had incredible promise as a young man, but then everything would quickly fall apart. I, I don't know if you can relate to him or not, but his life story reminds me so much of 2020. Things looked good at the outset, but they quickly began to unravel to the point that this stuff we used to carelessly throw on trees as a prank is now being fought over in grocery stores. Joseph's story begins in Genesis chapter 37. Joseph had 11 other brothers, but he was by far his father's favorite. His father, Jacob, even had a special cloak made for Joseph, not not for his brothers, just for Joseph. And this wasn't just a regular cloak. It was made of ornate and colorful cloths, which were highly valued in that time. As you could imagine, Joseph's brothers hated him because he was their father's favorite. To further compound this, Joseph was this incredible dreamer. In fact, one morning, Joseph came to breakfast uh, ready to share a dream he'd had the previous night. He, he told his brothers about this dream. It's recorded in Genesis chapter 37, verse 7. He said, We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood out upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers were picking up what he was inferring. They were going to bow down to him. This made them furious. Then a few days later, he shares another dream that he's had with them. It's recorded just a couple verses later in verse 9 of Genesis 37. And this is what it said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. This was the last straw for Joseph's brothers. They determined right then that they were going to get rid of this dreamer. This young man that had such promise was going to meet his end. Fast forward almost 1,500 years. Another young man was born with incredible promise to a couple named Mary and Joseph. They were hundreds, there were hundreds of promises or, or prophecies shared about this child before he ever took a step. Mary and Joseph both were told before he was born that he was going to be the son of God and and that he would be the savior of the world. Talk about promise. His name, of course, was Jesus. And he would be raised in a carpenter's home. He would grow up as the oldest child in his family. And at the age of 30, began stepping into the prophecies and promises that had been spoken about him throughout his lifetime and even before he was born. He would travel across the Judean countryside, healing the sick, teaching with authority, and even raising the dead. He was the real deal. His claims about being the son of God seemed to be true and valid and backed up by the miracles he performed. Then came the Jewish Passover season. 
in his 33rd year on this earth. All the promise, all the miracles, all that was happening seemed to be coming to a tragic end. Back to the story of the favorite son of Jacob. Joseph's brothers were taking care of their father's flocks one day and his father Jacob asked him to go check on them. As they saw him off in the distance, they decided this was their moment. This was the moment they were going to kill their brother. The dreamer, this young man with such promise who was going to, was about to meet his end. So as Joseph came closer, his brothers jumped him, ripped that colorful cloak off of him and threw him into an empty cistern to die. This young man that had such big dreams and plans was going to die a miserable death in the bottom of this pit out in the middle of nowhere. As Joseph is now contemplating how this has happened and what he's going to do now, he sees a rope being lowered down. His brothers must have rethought their outrageous plot. He's going to live. Joseph's brothers, though, hadn't decided to spare their brother, but rather to sell him into slavery. So they sell their brother, the one that they absolutely hated, for 20 shekels or or about $200 in today's money. Joseph's path now looks so drastically different than he had ever dreamt would happen. It's amazing. Life sometimes puts you where you never thought you would be. Jesus one evening was in the garden of Gethsemane, praying and pouring out his heart to God with three of his closest disciples. Jesus had spent the last three years investing in these three men, along with the other nine disciples. Over those three years, crowds had followed Jesus everywhere, The miracles these disciples had experienced would become stories for the ages. And now as he's praying in this quiet, personal moment, Roman soldiers come bursting into this quiet garden, fully armed and accompanied by another one of Christ's disciples, Judas. Jesus is quickly arrested and taken to the home of the Jewish high priest. Rushed trial proceedings then begin as Jesus is tried for crimes he had never committed. The one that had proclaimed to embody truth was now sitting in front of an angry crowd, hearing fabricated stories and facts being shared about him. The trial was a mockery of truth and justice. And yet, hours later, Jesus would find himself sitting before the Roman governor, Pilate. Where just a week earlier, he had heard the cries of Hosanna, Hosanna through the streets of Jerusalem. He now heard crucify him, crucify him from many of the same people. Life sometimes puts you where you never thought you'd be. Young Joseph would be chained, led on a long journey toward Egypt by the Midianite traders his brothers had sold him to. After a long, painful trip on foot, Joseph and his, this caravan of travelers would finally arrive in Egypt, the epicenter of the business world at that time. He would be placed on an auction block as people began bidding on this young man of promise. Back and forth they would go. And in a normal setting, it may be flattering to see the interest people had in him. But the amount of money they were willing to pay said otherwise. Joseph would eventually be purchased by a man named Potiphar, who was the captain of the Pharaoh's guard. Just days earlier, Joseph was donning a handsome, ornate robe his father bought him as he reflected on the incredible potential that laid ahead of him. 
Now he would wear the clothing of a slave in answer to his master's beck and call. Life sometimes puts you where you never thought you'd be. At the jeers of the crowd, Pilate has this man that claimed to be God in the flesh, whipped and beaten almost to the point of death. When the crowds were still not satisfied, he sentenced Jesus to the most cruel, painful punishment he had at his disposal, death upon a cross. How did this man that had done so much good for the world, had fulfilled so many prophecies throughout his life, now get sentenced to die a criminal's death? How could young Joseph be given so many remarkable dreams by God to only end up a slave in Egypt? Life sometimes puts you where you never thought you'd be. Have you ever asked questions like this of your own life? We, we have these dreams and promises of our childhood or teenage years that so often get dashed by the reality of real life. Things happen that we never anticipated. We get blindsided by our job, a relationship that falls apart too soon, a bill we didn't know was coming. Life sometimes puts you where you never thought you'd be. And here we are in 2020, fighting over toilet paper of all things. On the biggest Sunday of the year, I'm here in my living room of all places. The first time in my entire life I'm not at church on Easter. This year has already taken a turn none of us knew was coming. And we don't even know when it's all going to end. So what do we do? Do, do we keep fighting over this stuff, over toilet paper? Do we, do, we, do we keep worrying about what's around the next corner? Do we shut down and just give up? For young Joseph, things got worse before they got better. He served as a slave in the home of Potiphar. And although he had favor from Potiphar, his wife wrongly accused Joseph of trying to seduce her and had Joseph thrown in prison. Although Joseph even helped two of Pharaoh's officials while in prison, he would be completely forgotten for a couple years. This young man that had these big dreams was wasting away in a cold, dark Egyptian prison. But then the day came that Pharaoh, the Pharaoh of Egypt woke up in a cold sweat. He had a frightening dream and he, he didn't know what it meant. And he called his wisest advisors into his chamber and none of them could interpret its meaning for him. Then the Pharaoh's cupbearer remembered this young man he had met during his brief time in prison. This man had interpreted one of his dreams for him and maybe he could help the Pharaoh. So, so they bring Joseph out of prison into the courts of the mighty Pharaoh. God blesses Joseph as he interprets the dreams Pharaoh had. The dreams were a, a, a warning that famine was about to come across the land, and that the Egyptians needed to prepare for this coming disaster. God gave Joseph such favor in the eyes of the Pharaoh that he was put in charge of the preparation efforts for this famine. In Genesis chapter 41, verses 41 through 43, we read this. It says, so Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt, then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. 
He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Notice, put a robe on him. His old robe had been ripped off of him. Goes on, he had him ride in a chariot as his second in command and people shouted before him, make way. Thus, he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. After a long, painful, sometimes discouraging journey, Joseph hadn't given up. And this young dreamer would now step into a role he could have never imagined in his wildest dreams. Life sometimes puts you where you never thought you'd be. Jesus would be led through the streets of Jerusalem on this shameful parade of pain accompanied by two criminals. After being beaten, Jesus was bleeding from his back with huge gaping wounds all over his body. And he now was forced to carry this heavy cross on this journey toward Golgotha, the Roman place of execution outside the city walls. The crowds were yelling and screaming as these three men struggled to put one foot in front of the other. They would finally reach their destination. The Roman soldiers took nails, drove them through Jesus's hands and feet, fastening him to to this giant instrument of death known as a cross. They then hoisted him up into the air as he would now be suspended some 15 feet in the air, struggling just to pull himself up each time to take one more breath. The supposed king of the Jews, the son of God, the savior of the world was about to meet his tragic end. As Jesus breathed his last, his disciples and followers gasped They had such promise and hope in this man. They genuinely had believed all that he had taught and said. But now he was gone, carelessly murdered by the Romans and religious leaders. They had never anticipated the Passover holiday to look anything like this. In John chapter 20, verse 19, we read what transpired a few days later. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, With the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Think about this moment for these disciples. They were devastated, distraught, overwhelmed by the pain of the moment. And as they're locked in a room mourning and fearful what the Romans and religious leaders might do to them as followers of this man they had just killed, a resurrected Jesus stands in front of them. What a turnaround. What a sense of joy, relief, and happiness must have filled their hearts. Life sometimes puts you where you never thought you'd be. As we celebrate Easter this year, we will do so in a very different way than we ever have before. Rather than gathering in large groups, we're confined to our homes. Rather than celebrating with friends, we're isolated in smaller groups. We're We're keeping an eye on our food supply, our stockpile of Clorox wipes and hand sanitizer. We're stocking up on as much toilet paper as we can get our hands on. And in a world where toilet paper has become a commodity, remember this. Life sometimes puts you where you never thought you'd be. But let me change that slightly. God sometimes puts you where you never thought you'd be. Just as God didn't abandon Joseph or Jesus, even in the moments where it appeared the story was over, God hasn't abandoned you. 
there's still chapters yet to be written. God is going to put you where you never thought you'd be. And if you're willing to trust him along the way, he'll take you places beyond what you could dream. And on this Easter morning, let's put aside the worry, the anxiety, and the stress of our current circumstances. Let's choose to trust the one that could bring joy from pain, celebration out of disaster, and restore a dreamer and a savior to the place God had destined them to be. Would you bow your heads with me today? Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, Lord, that you put us places we never thought we'd be. God, you take us places we never thought we'd be. God, you do miracles, even in devastating, difficult moments. God, I pray for the peace of God to rest on each of us today. God, as we celebrate the resurrection of Christ on this Easter, let us remember, Lord, the turnaround that you brought about in his life and so many throughout scripture and history. God, be with us, strengthen us. Let us find your blessing. Lord, let us find your provision. Let us know your peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Pastor Nick Pohl, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 